Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are the NFL season is right around the corner. The guys preview the AFC North. A QB battle has been won in New Orleans. Five QBs drafted in the first round. What will their rookie seasons look like? The playoffs are starting in NASCAR. And finally, college football is finally here. The Fire Brigade gives you their predictions for week's, week one's biggest games. With that, I give you our chief of our Fire Brigade, Rob Cal. Thanks, Colton. Good to be here on a Wednesday night back in Matt's basement, beautiful Delaware, Ohio, and the studios uh, fired up. Um, I'm going to kick it back to Colton real quick. He's got a shout-out for to a friend of the show real quick. Yeah, guys. Um, so uh, we, we got a guy that's that's making making some music uh, by the name of Will Will Lucas. Um, he's got a couple couple songs on uh, Spotify. So give him give him a shout out. Give him a check. You know, check him out on Spotify. Uh, he's putting out some really good some really good stuff. Uh, kind of a hip hop you know R and B type of guy. So if you haven't haven't listened to him, uh, the name's uh, Will Will Lucas. So you, you got to check him out. He's he's pretty pretty good. And, good up and comer, um, here, uh, located centrally here, here in Ohio and, uh, you know, good, good friend of the show. So and check sure him Colton out. can probably put a, put a pen or something on our page. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, tag something on our, on our social medias of, you know, where to find him and things like that. So, you know, for sure, check, check him out. Yeah. So listen to our show and then listen to some good music. Yeah, so absolutely. All right. Well, let's get started in the AFC North, Matt, you want to start us out? Yep. Yeah. For the, for my team, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, we're a pretty good team last year. They made it into the playoffs and ultimately ended up losing to, uh, I believe, it was Kansas City in the in the uh, divisional. Was it the divisional round? Or? Yeah, I yeah. think so. So I mean, they, they had a great season last year, led by their wonderful quarterback. There, uh, they had some good additions this offseason. They brought in wide receiver Sammy Watkins, offensive tackle Alejandro Villanueva, wide receiver Rashard Bateman in the first round, and they got an outside linebacker Adafe Owey in the first round. Uh, they also had some subtractions this offseason. They uh, lost their guard tackle, DJ Fluker, uh, their running back, Mark Ingram, uh, guard center, Matt Skura, wide receiver, Willie Sneed. And uh, they just recently, the other day, had a big-time injury to their other running back, J.K. Dobbins. He's mm. gonna, looking like he's yeah. going to be out for the out for the year. So that's what, a big, what injury? I didn't see that, Matt. I, what I injury was that? I believe it was ACL, a knee. I think. Yeah, ACL. Oh, dear. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks like he's going to be out that's for too the bad year. For him. But did, did they make a trade for somebody? I think they made a trade for uh, – I, I didn't I see say, that in my. Stuff I thought today. I I thought it was it was either them or or maybe somebody else I'm thinking of that traded for uh, Sony Sony Michelle from the Patriots. No, that, that, I don't think that that wasn't. Um, maybe it maybe the Ravens. It was a different was, uh, different team that I'm thinking. I think it was the Rams. Maybe it was the Rams. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it was the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So all right. But uh, yeah. So uh, what are you thinking uh, with that team, Matt? Yeah, what do you they, think they're going to finish so up? Looking at their schedule this year, you know, I I think they're going to be. In the same ballpark they were last year, but I mean the Bengals got better this offseason, the Browns got better this offseason, the Steelers got better this offseason. They all got healthy. So very, very I mean, tough division. Yeah, this is looking like it's yeah, that arguably, it's be really arguably could be the toughest division of football yeah, this year. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think the Ravens take a take a small step back with looking at their schedule. I predict anywhere from eight to ten wins for this team. Okay, right, very good. All right. all right. Well, I got the hometown local Cleveland Browns here, Woo-hoo. fellas, and uh, you know. Finally, after 20-plus years, we can say the Browns are here. Are a contender. They're a contender here. (laughs) And, and, you know, I I think they, you know, made some major overhaul to their defense, which is probably their weakest spot last year. Mm -hmm. You know, the offense was really clicking, had a lot of good, you know, weapons there on the offensive side of the ball. But the defense struggled, struggled at times, uh, mostly in in the secondary. But they made some some adjustments there in the the offseason. And, guys, I think, you know, the hype is real. I think the Browns, you know, not only playoff contenders, but I think even possibly Super Bowl contenders. Wow. I mean, it, it's it's crazy Very how much bold. talent is on this on this roster. It's just a matter of can they put it all together? Sure. Um, you know, the Browns have never really been in this moment or in this kind of spotlight. You know, it's been a long time. So. Can they can wonder they keep, per playoff game right. last year and how many years can they, can they build on that? Can they right, keep the momentum right. going? And I, and I really do think so. And here's why. Um, offensively, they bring back all 11 starters from last year. Um, so offensive side of the ball, they got everybody back. Um, and I think the big one um, is Odell Beckham coming back. And I think healthy. Yeah. It, you know, he's coming back healthy after, you know, tearing his ACL last year. 
Um, and now he's on kind of an audition year. He is um, going to be, um, you know, he is going to be auditioning here because he <clears throat> doesn't have a contract moving forward. Um, so, you know, th this is kind of a put up or shut up year for, for o OBJ. Um, and I think, you know, he kind of thrives in those, in those situations. So, um, and, and it'll be interesting to see how the Browns kind of use him because you, you saw last year, the Browns kind of passing offense kind of got revitalized after OBJ got hurt. Right. So it, it was kind of a interesting coincidence. So it'll be really interesting if they can keep clicking mm -hmm. with the, him in the lineup yeah, and that, see what they one can One more do. weapon for um, Baker there. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, they also have that two-headed monster at running back with Nick Chubb and, mm -hmm. and Kareem Hunt. Um, obviously, Chubb is 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 kind of the 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 all down back, kind of the power you know power guy for for them, and they rewarded him with a three year, thirty six million dollar extension this past off season. So they really believe in him. They bring back their whole offensive line, who was probably the best offensive line last year uh, in the NFL, and uh, they bring all of them back and are looking to you know build on that uh, for this for this year. Uh, but on the deep, I think I think like I said, I think the the defensive side of the ball is really where you're going to see the big changes for mm -hmm. for the Browns. Mm -hmm. um, they they are making changes. Uh, let's see here. I think nine new starters on on the defense. Ooh. So um, they needed it because they, they needed to get better. Year. Hopefully, yeah, the, that, the that secondary. They added. And, and I think yeah. I think the priority for them was the third and third down situations. They, they ranked uh 25th in third down situations. Mm -hmm. So they got to third down, but then they couldn't get their defense off the field. Sure. Uh, so those, those are the times you want to, you know, make your move and get, get your defense off the field, get that offense back out there and see what they, mm -hmm. what they can do. Um, you know, and, and actually we, we talk about the secondary um, actually the, the Browns due to some injuries and COVID issues last year, they played six different people at the cornerback position mm -hmm. last year. And I think that's just a crucial piece in today's NFL, the way that, you know, pass heavy offenses, you got to have a solidified, you know, corner kind of room. Um, and the Browns just didn't have that continuity with, with guys in and out of the lineup with, with all kinds of different issues. So they, they, they went out with their first, first round pick signed uh, Greg Newsom, the second out of Northwestern, big you know nice corner there um northwestern always known for having a tough tough defense so i think he'll kind of fit in slot in there with with denzel ward on the other side guys i'm all in i'm all in on the browns <laughs> right. here I, I think colton sold I, I think that they they go 12 and 5 this year they win, win the division, win the division right. and, and make a real you know push in in the playoffs all right. <clears throat> i hope you're right i mean that that's that'd be one more you know good thing for the for the team up there on the lake so well, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, you know, they're uh, Mike Tomlin. He's never had a losing season since he's been there. Uh, a lot of success. You know, they they started out real good last year. They went eleven and zero, and then last five games they went one and four, and then got upset in the first round of the playoffs by the Browns. <laughs> so um, this year coming in, they have the NFL's toughest schedule. Um, they got ten games against uh, teams that made the playoffs last year. And then, uh, and five of those um, are uh, five of their last six games are against playoff teams from last year. So mm. they're going to have to be solid the whole way through, not fade down the stretch. You know, right. um, I think offensively they're going to be good. They restructured Big, Big Ben's contract to keep him there for one more year, uh, quite possibly his last year in a in an NFL uniform. Um, he still got. Still got a strong arm, you know. Uh, he, they keep him healthy, keep him upright. They the big addition I feel for them was signing, you know, was drafting Najee Harris out of Alabama. Um, he's a three down back, you know. The, for, on first down, you can give it to him and get ahead of the sticks a little bit, you know, get five or six yards on first down uh, to open up that offense a little bit, to, so Big Ben can throw that deep ball. Um, and he and he's also good in short yardage situations where they really struggled last year, you know, on third down and short or in goal line situations. So um, they re-signed Juju Smith-Schuster for uh, for the year. Um, Actually, took he took a lot less money yeah. than what he probably could have warranted right. or gotten in free agency. Yeah. To stay I mean, here's a guy fun. that's led that team in catches, mm -hmm. yards, and touchdowns since 2017. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a, he's a crucial piece. Yeah, to that I, offense. Mean, I don't know why they would have. He would have thought he had to take a loss. I'd have given the guy anything. Anybody that's led my team in 
three statistical categories four years in a row deserves a payday. But oh, yeah. I guess it worked out. Um, they're bringing back Pro Bowler uh, Cameron Hayward on D line. They got a good set of linebackers and TJ Watt and Devin Bush, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick at safety, and um, they, Joe Hayden resigned for one, you know, or stayed for his last year of his contract. He'll be a free agent last year. So, like Colton mentioned with um, with uh, OBJ, you know, Joe Hayden's out there in his final year of his contract before he goes test the free agent market. So he's got something to prove at corner. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I think uh, they're a good team. I, I do think I agree with Colton. I, I think the Browns win the AFC North, but I got Pittsburgh as a wild card team finishing at 10 and seven. Yeah. Yeah. We, this division is so going to be so tough. It's going to yeah. be interesting to watch all of the division games between all of these teams, because, I think legitimately any of them could could potentially win the division. I mean, outside of maybe Cincinnati, I think all of them have potential to you know win win this division. So it's gonna be interesting. So yeah, there in Pittsburgh, you really got to respect all the, uh, the the talent that's been there for a long time too. Right, They've got right. a lot of a lot of veterans on their side, and that, that could really come into play. Down but the is, but are they too old? I right, mean, yeah, I think absolutely. that's the question. Right, right. So. And that window is closing quick. You it know, is. I'm yeah. sure I, Big Ben wants to have one last right, hurrah I, here before he's ready to retire. I think right. so too. So all right, well, we all kind of ganged up and got each wrote down a little info on the Bengals. So Colton, I'll let you start out what you got for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, the, the big thing for the, for the Bengals coming in here to this season is that they, at probably the most important position in the NFL, they found their guy, you know, former, you know, number one pick last year, uh, Joe Burrow off to, you know, was off to a really great year last year until, you know, unfortunately week 11, you know, Ugh. has a horrific knee injury, um, and so, you know, that put an end to his rookie season after, you know, having a very, very good, you know, rookie year, but he's back now, hopefully, you know, healthy, he's going to start week one, um, you know, we'll see how, how it goes. Um, but I think, uh, you know, this is definitely, definitely now, um, the Bengals are just now trying to build a team around Burrow. They found their guy. Now it's putting pieces in place to, you know, make, mm -hmm. make him successful, um, you know, last year they finished four, 11 and one, obviously finished last in, in the AFC North and, and missed the playoffs, but definitely, I think made some, made some improvements. Um, you know, and I, I think the big one has to be, did they make enough improvements on that offensive line? That's I mean, it, they completely retooled it. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's unbelievable. The amount of yards and just the throws that Burrow was able to make last year with the offensive line oh. that he had. I mean, and he obviously took, it, it cost him his season, but he was still able to He do took more hits in a speed bag in a gold's gym. Man. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, they definitely, that was a, that was a priority kind of a confusing or maybe, you know, maybe people thought they, with that number five pick that they had, that they would have picked up an offensive lineman to, to kind of compliment mm -hmm. there, but decided to go with former, you know, Burroughs former teammate at LSU and Jamar Chase uh gonna be interesting fellas he didn't have the greatest of preseason had a lot of drops had a lot of drops uh you know obviously sat out a whole college college season so yeah he hasn't played since him and Joe Burrow won the national championship right he's been out almost two two almost three years you know uh, of not playing football so and it, and it may may or may not have showed there in in the preseason had a lot of you know easy catches that just you know didn't didn't he didn't catch so be interesting but, to see. That's but, why you have preseason. Yeah, so, but, yeah. Right, right. And and you know you, you mentioned that they passed up on some offensive linemen there early in the draft, but they did bring in an offensive tackle and Riley Rife and a guard and a Quentin Quentin Spain, mm -hmm. and then they also drafted there in the second round. Then they brought in the offensive tackle Jackson Carmen. So that was a big part of their yeah, revamp. They completely that retooled line. it, and, and it needed it. I mean, that was he couldn't go through another season. No, like he's that. not going to be able with that. I mean, the knee is damaged now. I mean, it's 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 weak now. Vulnerable. So it's it's you know definitely something that. Going to be something that he's going to be kind of limping on here because I don't even know how close he is to 100 percent as of now. I don't I don't know if he's. Fully yeah, I hope they're I, I hope they're not rushing him because right. I don't think any of us sees him as a playoff team this year. Mm -hmm. So you know I hope they're not rushing him to get him back on the field too soon if that thing's not ready. Right, uh, and then then kind of on the on the flip side, unless you guys have something else offensive side of the ball, uh, you know I, I think defensive wise. A lot of the, the staples that were on that kind of, you know, Cincinnati defense like Geno Adkins, Carlos Dunlap, 
have been replaced with guys like Larry Ogunjobi, who was a former Brown, um, had some decent numbers, just never mm-hmm. really got mm-hmm. the reps that, that he needed up there in Cleveland, hoping to be kind of a, a, a stout defensive tackle there in the middle for, for the Bengals. And then they also picked up um, – they picked up Trey Hendrickson from the I Saints read that. in, in yeah. free agency, uh, coming off a 13 and a half sack year last year for for the Saints. So they they lost uh, the Bengals lost Carl Lawson in, mm-hmm. in free agency. So they're hoping Hendrickson can can kind of fill that fill that void. Um, you know, hoping that that 13 and a half sack year wasn't kind of a flash in the pan. But uh, you know, you, you know, like Dad said, I, I don't think this is a playoff team. I think that they. They improve. They get. They they maybe win a, a few more games than they did. They did last year. Maybe uh, I think at best maybe a five close to five hundred team. But ultimately they're they're going to be you know picking towards the top top end of the draft again next year. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, like you said, looking at this defense being revamped, they also revamped the secondary. They brought in safety Ricardo Allen, cornerback Eli Apple, and cornerback Jadobia Awuzie. So I mean that's that's a lot of new a lot talent of new pieces in the door. There, so. Yeah. But, uh, you know, looking at their schedule, I, I think they can go anywhere from five to eight wins with, mm-hmm. with who they're playing. Yeah. But I think most of those are actually going to come out of out, out of their, their division. Out of yeah, their division. Like, yeah. yeah, I got uh, – you know, they, Colton mentioned they went 4-11-1, but five of those losses were by five points or less. So yeah. they were in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're obviously improved. The first half of their season seems a little easier. They could – they could maybe get to the halfway point and have a have a winning record at the halfway point because they got games against the Jags, the Lions, and the Jets all in the first half. Yeah, uh, but get yourself on a, on a nice footing, right, get a little right. confidence. But it going. gets a little tougher in the second half. They yeah. played the Browns twice, mm-hmm. Kansas City oh. once, the Steelers once, and the Ravens once in the second half. So yeah. Yeah. I got them. I got them at eight and nine. Okay, um, and I, I think that's optimistic. Mm-hmm. I think probably six and eleven probably would have been a better would have been a better guess, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm hoping for big things. And I, I like Joe Burrow. He's a good kid, class act. So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the ASC North. Um, let's move on to famous Jameis <laughs> down in uh, New Orleans. Yes, sir. Um, you know, he's uh, been named the starter. We'll see how that goes. You know, he's got some big shoes to fill from a little guy, uh, you know, uh, Breeze was a staple down there and, you know, was obviously a first time Hall of Famer, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, so, you know, in his career, 121 TDs and 88 picks for Jameis. So not, not fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, 2019, he had a high of 80 or uh, 33 touchdowns, but it was also a high in picks at 30 picks in 2019. Yeah. So, First, um, first QB to ever ever do that in, yeah. in, in one 30 season. 30 and 30, so, yeah. yeah. So, um, now in the preseason, he's looked really good. Mm-hmm. Again, it's mm-hmm. preseason. Matt, you mentioned that. Um, he's had a pass, highest passer rating of any quarterback in the preseason. Yeah. At all, just shy of 125. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he does have some weapons down there. Big help, obviously. You know, I've, I've always liked uh, Kamara, Alvin Kamara. I think he's a stud. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that maybe takes some of – again – you know some of the pressure off Jameis. And it can even help in the in the passing game. Yeah, he's you got know, good hands. Yeah, good, good runs good back, routes back yep. out of the backfield. You know, and so. he's got uh, Deontay Harris and Michael Thomas to throw to as well. So. Thomas is starting the season on the injured. Oh, I think he? so. Okay. Yeah, a couple yeah. weeks. It's gonna be interesting back. to see because there's a little bit of drama going on in that situation in that room. So we'll see what what happens. Right, but right. you know, if Michael Thomas plays and you know he comes back when he's healthy, and you know that'll be a nice weapon for. For Jameis, yeah, and, and he, to me, he's he's a guy he can. He's obviously a strong guy. Oh yeah, big got kid, big, big kid. arm, yeah. big kid. He's um, got all the arm talent in the world. Right, right. right. It just, I, you know, I it, think it's cutting down on the mistakes. It, it's it's the, exactly the mental, it. you know, that's kind of exactly game of it. just you know not forcing throws, yeah. kind of kind yeah. of deal yeah. for yeah. him. All right, what else you guys got about Jameis Winston? Well, you know, and, and like we, like I've said before, preseason doesn't tell you a lot, but in this case, it tells you everything you need to know about the, the guy he was battling with because. It was Winston versus Taysom Hills as backup. Winston was 16 for 22 for 219 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill was 19 for 32, same yardage, 219 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think Winston went out and won the job. Yeah, I think more, so. More efficient, yeah, I'd absolutely. say. You know, yep. Maybe he didn't light the world on fire, but just yeah. more efficient than, than the guy well, he Winston was, was out there with the starters anyway, so he was playing against the, the more talented guys per se. So. Right. 
I mean, to have even stats and more efficient stats. Yeah. I, th- I think he did he he did everything he needed to do to win the job. Right. And like you said, if, if he can just cut down on his his interceptions and make better decisions, yeah. then he can, he can be a very good quarterback in this league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Dad said, it's going to be strange because for the first time in 16 years, somebody without the name Breeze on the back of their jersey be will, be, it from, will be starting yeah. for, for the New Orleans Saints. So they got a heck of a coach to lead, lead, yeah, lead that yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. Sean Payton, um, you know, one of the one of the best in the business. And unfortunately, because of the hurricane situation, they're going to have to play their week one game away from home. Um, they're going to be playing in, in Jacksonville. Um, that, that game was slated to be in New Orleans uh, against Green Bay, but because of the weather and, and all that, you know, all the all the craziness going on in, in Louisiana, they've moved the game now to to Jacksonville. So okay. we'll see how that kind of affects the environment. You know, sure. for does that take a little bit of the pressure off of Jameis? Does that help? You know, what what what, what does it do for him? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right. Well, let's uh, move on to rookie QBs. We know there was five uh, QBs taken in the first round um, this last draft, and three of them have already been named starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that that hasn't happened since. Oh, I looked it up. It hasn't happened since like 2008 or something. I thought I read. So mm-hmm. I, I don't. Yeah, 13. Yeah, yeah. And there's been 13 um, QBs that have started since the 2008 season. So mm-hmm. this isn't uncommon. You know, we know it was a great quarterback draft class. So, you know, I, I mean, give me your thoughts, fellas. I don't know who you want to start with here, but um, I just start with the first pick in right, Trevor, Trevor, right, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. So no surprise. I don't yeah. think to anybody that he was named the starter in Jacksonville. Um, yeah. He, a, he had a, you're definitely not taking the guy number one overall and making him sit the bench unless you got, I mean, a, you know, you got a Tom Brady here. You got, you know, somebody that obviously is, is the starter. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? So, not getting picked number one and, and, and sitting on the bench. So yeah. Yeah. I, I will say I'll credit the Jags. They did exactly what I said they should do last week. And they, they went out and got rid of, got rid of his immediate backup and, and prime competition there in Gardner Minshew. They traded yeah. him away. So this right. is, this is definitely Lawrence's team. He's got nobody behind him to, mm-hmm. right. to really push and give him pressure. And, and you know, against Dallas, they looked pretty good. And that four of their five projected offensive linemen were not starting in that. We were yeah. completely out. So <clears throat> that, that, that's the only thing that kind of worries me. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about it when we talked about him, you know, being announced as the starter for week one, being pressured so much on his, on his dropbacks, almost 40% of his dropbacks, he was, yeah. you know, had pressure. So that's a little bit worrisome. You know, we, we know what happened with Joe, with Joe Burrow, right. you know, a year, two years ago. Um, and so, you know, we don't want the same thing to happen, you know, for Trevor Absolutely. Lawrence. So yeah, he went 11 to 12 in that game for 139 yards and two TDs on, on three drives. So, yeah. you know, and I don't know what Dallas's defense is this year. I, you know, they struggled, obviously. Well, that was their entire second team too. They didn't play any of their starters. Okay. The so, yeah. you know, you got to kind of take that with a grain of salt, I guess. But, yeah, you know, I, I think not only was her, you know, if Gardner Minshew was your biggest competition and they traded him away, I still felt like, you know, Trevor Lawrence did the stuff he needed to do to oh, be yeah, named yeah. starter. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a little bit of growing pains. You know, I don't think this is something that Trevor Lawrence is used to. Obviously he only lost, you know, he's only lost a handful of games through his, his high life, school and his lifetime yeah, it, it, through his <laughs> high school and, and college career. And unfortunately the Jags, while they have, you know, improved or they have, you know, some decent pieces, they're not a complete team ready to, you know, right. go out there and win the Super Bowl. So right. he's going to take some lumps. Um, you know, it, it's how he deals with, with, you know, taking those lumps. That and the really, adversity, like you said, yeah. it's going to be a change of culture for him. Right, right. So how, how he deals with that is going to, you know, show his true character, show who he is as, as a leader there there in Jacksonville. So right. hopefully, hopefully he can overcome those losses because – this is a team that won one game last year. <laughs> yeah. You're looking at their schedule; it's not getting any easier. Right. If they win three to five games, this has to be considered a success. Right. So, right. I mean, I, he's got to he's got to remember that. Yeah. 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 Definitely. All right. Well, number two on the list was uh, Zach Wilson to the Jets. He's also been named the starter. Mm-hmm. And about the only good thing I can say for Zach Wilson is at least he doesn't have Adam Gates at Gacy coaching <laughs> him. That's about the only good thing I can say. Yeah. You know the kid. From from what I read, what I saw of him playing in the preseason, you know, and and talk, you know, listening to talk from the coaches and the, you know, the staff there in New York, that he really went out and challenged himself in practice. He really um, 
in practice and preseason was really working on his uh, accuracy and throwing balls in tight windows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, the kid's working. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. I, I worry. I worry for him. I really yeah. do. Yeah, I don't think, uh, you know, I, I think this was pretty clear cut, just like Trevor Lawrence, that they didn't really have any kind of competition really on the right. roster when it came to competing for that starting job. Um, so it was Zach Wilson's job, you know, from the beginning when they drafted him. Um, but I think, I think you know, it, it, what impressed me, because I, I wasn't super high on the on the kid, you know, in draft time before the draft things like that but he, he's 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 impressed me just the way that he's been able to run the offense and mm. you know you talk about that accuracy and he went 15 for 20 uh, about 75 percent you know completion rate mm-hmm. not a ton of yardage 191 yards not you know not a ton of you know passing yards but I think that's the kind of system or offensive system that the Jets want to run, that West Coast Nickel system where they're just, you know, throwing little short, you know, short passes over the middle or to the outside to your playmakers that gain, you know, five, six yards every every play. And mm-hmm. so I think he's handled it or, you know, done done very well in the system that he's that he's playing in. And it's very similar to the style that he played at, at BYU. So you know, once he kind of gets more comfortable, you know, the training wheels start to come off. You know, we, I, I think he can be, you know, a decent, decent player. Um, but I, I think the Jets added, you know, some nice pieces around him. But there's yeah. still some other, you know, still some question marks that they have on that team. They're, um, they're still a ways away. Right, right. So, but, you know, hats off to him. You know, it, the Jets did go undefeated in the preseason. So, you know, I know it's, you know, whatever, for what it's worth. What it's right? worth, but. You know that, that that's at least a good a good showing that the effort was there in, in the preseason. So yeah, absolutely. He, 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 like you said, he was very efficient this offseason. He went fifteen for twenty. You know, you can't ask for much more than that out of a quarterback. Right. Limited action. I would have liked to have seen him get a little more time, being such a young guy, get a few more reps. But right, right. You don't you don't want to get your future of the franchise hurt either. So right. I, I can see both ways, but, especially when they don't have a, a capable right, backup, a clear backup. You know, yep. so. so but but he he went out and he earned the job, even even though it was probably his to begin with. He mm-hmm. he still earned. It. He did what he needed to do. Right, absolutely. All right, so we moved well, number three. Now. Number three on the list: Trey Lance, yes, out, out in San Fran. Um, right now, he's you know going to be back up to Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I heard even something that they may even deploy a, a, two, a yeah. two QB system, well, which is not something you see common in the right. NFL. NFL um, so we'll see. But uh, I think you know. Yeah, we're looking at the night. They're only two years away from a Super Bowl appearance. Mm-hmm. You know, last year, obviously, they struggled. I don't know what happened to Garoppolo last year. He just, yeah. You know, he had a great season the year before, and now I don't know what's going on. But mm-hmm. if he doesn't turn it around, I look for this to be a midseason switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, you know, Trey Lance, not super efficient, 19 of 41, less than 50% completion rate. Had, that's you know, concerning yeah, yeah, yeah and also sacked six different you know six times Ouch. as well so you know he threw he did throw for three three touchdowns um and only one pick but uh you know i don't know the accuracy concerns has a little, to get better. you know has to get better for for me um you know and i think that's i think he's in a situation where you know hopefully garoppolo they, they do stick to garoppolo that he can kind of show him the reins that he can kind of go in there kind of take maybe a little bit of the pressure off of off of trey lance there right. Um, because yeah, 49ers have, have a good team, especially on that, on that defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they have some, some decent weapons on the offensive side of the ball as well. But, uh, I mean, I think Garoppolo should, should get the start. You know, he, he's, he's, you know, been there, done that, you know, yeah. knows the offense, things like that. And his, his stats in preseason weren't awful. Either. I mean, right. he was 10 of 16, so he was a lot more efficient yeah. with his passes and, you know, making a lot more completions there, but he, he did only have one interception, no touchdowns. That, right. That's a little concerning from your starter to not get any touchdowns in, in the preseason. preseason. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that's not what you want to see. You know, you want to no. see, you know, you're, you're not looking to set the world on fire and score 50 points a game, but you want to see your first team offense score some points, yep. you know, put some points on the board. So, sure, sure. <clears throat> all right, down to number four, uh, Justin Fields, the Chicago bears. Um, you know, we talked about the AFC North or, uh, NFC North. NFC North last week, and and uh, you know the, the Justin Fields and the Bears obviously are were part of that part of that talk. But you know, to me, Chicago made one of the best moves in the draft last year by you know moving up nine spots to be able to get Justin Fields. Um, the, but right now, Andy Dalton is the starter for Chicago, and I, I don't I don't think that's bad for for Justin Fields at this point. We talked about this. I made this point, you know, last week. I think. If Andy is, you know, putting up decent numbers, I'd like to see Justin, 
Justin sit behind him for a year, um, mm. you know, and watching how Andy leads that team and, and um, you know, just get another year of seasoning. Um, but, uh, you know, and, but I don't know if, if, if Dalton doesn't put up the numbers that they think it they should be putting up, you know, who knows what could just those fans are going to, you know, let him, and, they already have let him hear it in, in preseason. Right. And you that know, four, we, four speed of Justin fields, you know, out there, he, he's going to get some defenses, some fits. Just I gives think. him another look, another yeah, wrinkle right. in the offense that you so, don't get with, with Andy Dalton. Right. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it's, it's funny. We talk about these other quarterbacks that have already won the job and, and you know, we say they earned it. Right. I mean, looking at the stats, it, it looks like Field Fields earned this job. He yeah. was thirty for forty nine, two yeah. hundred seventy six yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah. Andy Dalton was only thirteen to twenty one for one hundred sixty four, one touchdown, one interception. Right. So I mean, the offense looked better under Fields. Yeah, uh, so I, I, I think it'll be a very short leash for, I, I'm for not, Andy Dalton. I'm not going to so make too. make excuses for Andy Dalton because this one uh, I said it last week was a head scratcher for me why they're naming Andy Dalton the starter. Um, but I will say that that. A couple, three, I think three of their starters on the offense were actually in and out of the lineup during the mm-hmm. preseason. So the Allen Robinson, big time wide receiver, mm-hmm. David Montgomery, their big time running back, and and their tight end Cole Komet, uh, you know, kind of in and out of that lineup. So not right. a lot of consistency on that first team offense for Andy Dalton. Like I said, I'm not making any excuses because I, I I think Fields did enough to, to, to at least right. get get the start week one. And I think they had to give him some serious consideration, right. but. You don't want to be a thing that Mark Georgia made the mistake when he was in college and they started the wrong quarterback and from and let right. Justin Fields walk and yeah. go to OSU and set the world on fire. Right, so, right. you know, hopefully hopefully Chicago's not making that same mistake. Man, I, I bet you just hated saying that, didn't you? <laughs> OSU <laughs> no, set hey, the world on fire. Hey, I, I give credit where credit's due, man. Yeah. The, the kid looked good. He, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't argue with right. numbers. No, you can't argue I mean, stats. Yeah, stats are hard to argue against. So, uh, you know, one of the best in the business in college. Yep. You know, coming into a good situation there in, in Chicago. Um going to be able to play behind a great defense, you know, that, that yeah. you know, you don't have to put up a ton of points right. to, to, you know, be in sure. a game. You can rely on your defense to keep you in game. So mm-hmm. that's something that maybe the other quarterbacks above, you know, they got picked above him, don't have that luxury. So we'll say he may have had better receiving weapons at Ohio State than he's got yeah. now here in uh, yeah. right. Chicago. That's right. a heck of a receiving group there. The, the, oh, yeah. The Buckeyes have on their hands. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, the last one, the fifth one, uh, Mac Jones with the Patriots. He's also been named a starter. Uh, Cam Newton was released, completely released from the team. So, I guess that uh, – Mac Jones was already named the starter, I think, before that happened. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I don't know. There may be some controversy in New England. I don't know what's going on with that. Their O-line, they did go out and add some pieces to their O-line for this year. Um, but – uh, you know, Mac Jones not the that's not the runner that some of these other obviously not the runner that Justin Fields is, um, but you know he does one thing that he'll do, and he did it in college, and that's what they're counting on. I think in New England is for him to get the ball in the hands of his playmakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look, he did that, he did that in college. You know, you just just get it in your playmakers' hands and and let them do the rest. So yeah, I he's think, not even a great long ball thrower. No, I, but he not, he fits this New England yes, system absolutely. perfectly. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Yeah, that's the point I was going for. I think that's going to be their you know their mo that you know just short passes and get those receivers on crossing routes, get them in the you know get them out in the open, let them make some moves and you know yards after catch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and I don't know. I, I guess for me, it was yeah, kind of a head scratcher again uh, in New England as to you know why they you know released Cam Newton. I I didn't think that Cam Newton you know played. He, he actually played the preseason, played really really well, um, mm-hmm. a, a lot better. You know, this second year under this New England you know offense played a lot better that you know to start the season so far than what he did did last year, um, and, and I don't think. I, don't get me wrong, Mac Jones had had a pretty good you know preseason himself, but I don't think that he did enough to you know warrant. Okay, we're cutting you know Cam Newton. I, I think eventually Mac Jones probably would have would have taken over the reins in, in New England. I just didn't think he'd be named week one week one starter mm-hmm. there, and and it's even crazier because not only did they cut Cam Newton, but 
the Patriots cut every single quarterback on their roster except for Mac Jones. So right now, at the moment, uh, did Hoyer get? Yeah, they get cut, the cut him. Too? Yeah, Man. they cut him too. Holy now I've man. heard, I've heard I rumors. Heard that. I've heard rumors that they may be bringing Hoyer back. Okay. Due All to right. some cap issues, is All why right. they cut him in the first place. Gotcha. You know, a little bit more money than what they wanted to pay him. They may be bringing him back as the backup at less money. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, they pretty much. All you know, all their chips are going are all Mac, in. Are yeah. on Mac Jones, and like I said, he didn't have a bad, a bad you know preseason. Well, um, of these five quarterbacks, he threw for more yards than any of them. He yeah. had 389 passing yards on 36 of 52 passing. So right, I mean, that, right. that's pretty right. good. Pretty good it stats out, right? Yeah. So you know, we'll see. You know, going forward, um, you know what what he can do. You know, like Dad said, get the get the ball in the hands of those playmakers. Now he's not gonna. Uh, he may not have the same amount of caliber, right. you know, that that he had. I mean, the all those receivers he playing, you know, through to are all playing on Sundays, so it's right. it, you know a little bit different, you know, there in, in New England. But uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting, you know, week one, how how he you know handles handles the moment. So. I just think that almost like they're looking for lightning to strike twice and and get their good young quarterback that's going to lead that team, mm. you know, for the next 10 or 12 years, I yeah. think. So, yeah, we'll see. You know, uh, hopefully it goes well for uh, Mr. Jones. <laughs> All right, we're going to switch gears here just a little bit, and we are going over to Go Fast Cars and NASCAR. <laughs> the playoffs getting ready to start. Um, yeah, I was trying to make – trying to find an easy way to uh, explain how this – playoff thing works yeah um, there is no and, easy way yeah and, and i i figured it out but to try to explain it i don't know if i can explain it it's 10 races you start with 16 drivers 10 races then after three races four of them are eliminated yes and then three more races four more are eliminated three more races four more are eliminated until you get down to the final race which will be in Phoenix on November 7th. So with the, with the final four drivers competing against each other. Right, shot. right. So, um, you know, but, and the way they eliminate them is by points. And if they haven't won mm -hmm. the lowest four point totalers without, without a, a win, win in those so, four races. Some yeah, so, so really this point differential that they're starting out with doesn't really mean Jack I mean, they're squat. pretty much all starting on an even slate to start yeah. with here in the beginning. So well, like, they, they do a little they, bit. They do have, yeah, a little bit, because there's a, there's a differential between the number one guy and the number 16 guy of uh, 50 points right now. Right, right. But uh, that could be made, uh, if that last guy gets a win. Right. It's already, you're it's already, already in. Up. You're already yeah. ready so, to I mean, go. And I think, obviously, Kyle Larson's got to be everybody's favorite going in. Yeah. Uh, he was pretty dominant this year. Um, kind of kind of struggled down the stretch did, a little he bit. He did. Yeah. Um, uh, starting on the poll this weekend, the, you know, the first round of the playoffs, so to speak, the, yeah. um, is in Darlington, the track too tough to tame mm -hmm. down there in Darlington. Um, and Ryan Blaney starting on the poll. He's currently in second place in the point. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, NASCAR is still trying to breathe some life back into, you know, one of the oldest motorsports in the, in the U S. So, you know, hopefully this gets some people fired up to, you know, get back into NASCAR. We'll see how this thing goes. Yeah. And, you know, the, the couple other races that are included in this, you know, round of 16, if you will, um, will be uh, Richmond Raceway. And then the elimination race or the last race in this group will be at uh, Bristol Motor Speedway. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It's I, I think to me, it, it just seems like it drags on yeah, too much. Like they, so it, it seems right. like they have a whole nother season on top of the regular, the regular, regular season, season, you know? Yeah. And so I don't know if this format is the best. I think, I think 10 races is too many yeah. for what they're calling their playoffs yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I, I think, you know, they might, they might drag this on just a tad, tad yeah, maybe, maybe do six and eliminate four every three, or yeah, every, every two couple races, races yeah. or something like yeah. that. It, it, yeah. It seems like to me, you know, what, what do those first two races really mean? You know, other right. than if you get a win, you're, you're you know, you're into the next on, round, yeah. you know, but the, you know, outside of that, it's like, I don't really have to do anything until that final race kind of right. deal. Like that's when I really need to, you know, put the yeah. pedal to the metal kind of deal. So I, I don't know. It just, to me, doesn't make it all the races equally competitive, right. I guess. <clears throat> or equally as important. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, if that's all you get, Matt, you got anything else on NASCAR or that wrap it up? Yeah, for you I, too? I think that was it. And then, like, I mean, and then even how they determine these guys to get in. I mean, oh, there, I there's some guys that just got a win in the regular season that didn't have a good season. Yeah. Other they than didn't do anything else. A but, fluke win. Right. And, they may have had a, a win at there. the very beginning of the year and they didn't do anything the rest of the year. And I mean, to me, that kind of, you know, does a disservice to a team that's went out there and been consistent all right. year. Yeah, um, absolutely. 
you know, so. All right. Well, let's get into our college football. Man, we got some big games right yeah. off the bat. I'm excited. I am pumped for college yeah, football. I don't, I don't remember college. seeing this many I, ranked team versus oh, ranked team on yeah, week one. Yeah. yeah, so let's start with that Penn State versus Wisconsin game. Uh, number 19, Penn State versus number 12, Wisconsin. You know, it's at Badger Stadium. Uh, Badger's favored by five and a half right now. Um, that game is Saturday at noon. You know, big game right off the bat in the Big Ten. Uh, I, you know, I don't. There's crazy stuff coming out of Wisconsin. They dismissed one of their rookie running backs and suspended another rookie running back for a fight. And I thought it was a fight on the field. It was a fight back in the dorm rooms, and there was a, <laughs> allegedly a knife involved. And oh, I, this was crazy. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, there, there's some weird stuff going on in Wisconsin. <laughs> I, you know, you normally that's a team that, you know, you think of being. You know, a disciplined team and stuff, and I don't know. That's a little scary, but um, you know. And then Penn State, you know, they're bringing back Sean Clifford at quarterback. He's got to get more consistent to me. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that you know can looks good against a, a mediocre team, but in, in big games, you know, um, to me, doesn't have the consistency that you need out of a a team that you you know that you want to compete for a Big Ten title with. So um, I'll give you my pick. I say Wisconsin covers the spread, wins and covers the five-and-a-half-point spread. All right, all right. Well, yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously Dad said Wisconsin favored by five-and-a-half. But, you know, I, going, going back to last year, because obviously this is the first game of the year, so I, I don't have any stats or anything really to go off of, right. you know, based, you know, just based on what we have from last year. You know, at one point, Penn State started the season 0-5, um, allowing 30 points or more in mm-hmm. all five of those games. And then at one point, Wisconsin lost three games in a row where their offense didn't score more than seven points. Um, So it's definitely going to be – I think this is going to be a defensive battle. I think it could be first team to 21 wins this game. And and, and I think being at home for the Badgers helps them out, having all those fans back in Camp Randall. I mean, Camp Randall is one of those iconic stadiums. Have to jump around going. Yeah, Yeah. and I I think Wisconsin, Wisconsin gets it done. I don't know that they cover cover the spread, but I think they get it they get it done. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It'd be tougher to cover the spread in a lower scoring game. And I think I I was a little surprised. I think I saw the over under was like fifty four or something. Yeah. I, was surpri- yeah. I was I was a little surprised at that. Go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm looking at both of these teams, and I you know they're they're both going to have very good defenses, but they have averaged bad offenses. And you know this year neither team has a great returning run game, which which is really weird for Wisconsin because Wisconsin can usually ground it out. And oh yeah, they really have a They're really good running back offensive that, line, you know, stout offensive yeah. line. So oh, yeah, so yeah, with neither team really being able to to control the clock or run run the ball well, this is going to come down to the passing game. And I, I think Wisconsin returns a little bit better on the passing than uh, Penn State does, and I think their defense is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be a close game, and Wisconsin's going to ride the home field advantage to the to a close win. Yeah, right, absolutely. Good. Yeah, I think you'll see a lot of three now. There's going to be a lot of punts in this game, I yeah, think. It's going to be, um, it may not be the most exciting game to watch, right. but, uh, you know, if you like defense, tune Big in, Ten tune, football. Tune, tune into this one. Right. So, All right, next on the slate, number one, Alabama going up against number 14, Miami. Um, that game Saturday at 3.30. Uh, on ABC. On ABC, yeah. Alabama, the 18-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll let you guys go first on this one. All right. Gonna, All right, well – Guys, I'm going to go a little history, a little history here. Last time Nick Saban lost a non-conference game, November 17th, 2007. Oh, my. Since then, they beat 48 straight non-conference opponents by an average of more than 35 points or more. Uh, Alabama, you know, they obviously lose a lot of talent on that offensive side of the ball. It seems like they just reload every year. They're bringing in a new quarterback. They, you know, they got some fresh receivers there. Uh, you know, the the biggest question for me is the health of Miami's quarterback, Derek mm-hmm. uh, King. King. Uh, he's coming off a torn ACL, which he suffered late in the season last, you know, last December. Uh, is he is he fully healthy? Is he ready to go? And for me, that's a big question mark. I, I think Alabama wins this game. 18 and a half seems like a lot, but I, I'm going to take him to cover cover oh, the okay. points. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'll one-up your stat there on this one. Alabama also hasn't lost a season opener since 2001. So, I mean, Miami's got the ability to pull an upset in this game if they play a perfect game. The problem is week one, teams are rarely perfect. 
And uh, other than the quarterback position, Alabama outclasses Miami at every other position on the field. Yeah. So I, I think Alabama will win this pretty easily by 14 or more. All right. Bryce Young, like you said, yeah. new quarterback at Alabama. But here's my thing, fellas. I don't – 18 and a half seems like a lot. You can't – I know they retool every year. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Yeah. But you can't be the same – I. Jesus, you can't be the same team <laughs> when you lose Mac Jones, yeah. Najee Harris, uh-huh. Jalen Waddle, yeah. Devontae Smith, uh-huh. three starting offensive linemen, and your offensive coordinator. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Come on, man. Yeah, but I, I think it, we said that when it was Najee Harris. And right, right. I know. If they come out and, 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 and beat Miami by and beat the spread, they're putting something in the water down there. Yeah. Something's going on. I, but I do have Alabama to win, but not cover the spread. All right. All right. <clears throat> well, moving on to the next game, we're moving back back to the Big Ten. We got uh, number 17, Indiana, versus number 18, Iowa. That game is also at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time on over on the Big Ten network. So Matt, why don't you get us started mm-hmm. on this one? Sure, yeah. So the, this one, Indiana returns their star quarterback in Michael Penix Jr. after having one of the best seasons in Indiana history last mm-hmm. year. Also coming uh, off a major ACL yep. injury. Yeah, mm-hmm. at the end of the season he got hurt. Yeah, it was a big big downfall for them. But uh, They also have one of his top targets back in Ty Fry-Frogel. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the Hoosiers are coming off one of their best seasons in a long time last year. And I actually look for them to continue to build on last year's success. Yep. I think they're going to have another great season. I think they're going to start with a week one win on the back of their quarterback. It'll be a close one, but I think they get the win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was favored by three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I agree with Matt, you know, but I think what's going to hurt Indiana is the lack of a decent ground game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ty Freifogel was the top receiver in the Big Ten in 2020. Um, but Iowa, I think, is more balanced on offense and – have a very solid D with all their secondary starters returning from last year. So mm-hmm. to me, that make the, the the defense on Iowa makes a difference. I say uh, Iowa wins and covers the three and a half. Yeah, yeah. I I I think for me is the defense. Um, you know, for for Iowa. Um, you know, Indiana coming in ranked for the first time in more than fifty years in the in the preseason top twenty five. I think they they start out they may not be there for very long because they start out with a very tough game here with with Iowa going on the road to Hawkeye mm-hmm. Stadium, uh, and that defense has averaged you know opponents have only have averaged sixteen points per game you know they they averaged sixteen points per game in twenty twenty, Iowa has not exceeded twenty four points or four hundred yards of offense, uh, dating back to. Um, like 2018 or something like that. So they, they, you know, are a stout defense. I I think that's the difference in in this game. The health of, of the quarterback for Indiana kind of concerns me a little Mm bit. Mm -hmm. I I like Iowa to win the game and, and cover, cover the spot. All right. Very good. Uh, Number four game here, Louisiana at, uh, it ranked at 23 coming in against Texas at 21. Mm -hmm. Um, the offensive coordinator I talked about at Alabama, he's now the Sarkeesian. He's yes, now the he's uh, head coach at uh, Texas. Um, Texas comes in as a nine and a half point favorite. Mm. I was a little surprised. Um, you know, especially Louisiana is returning twenty starters from that team last year. Yeah. So yeah. you know, you, there's no, there's no substitute for experience. I don't think. Um, but in this game, I give Texas the win, but they will not cover the nine and a half. Yeah, uh, guys. Uh, you know, I think there's too many question marks for me on this Texas Texas team. You know, they like Dad said, they're coming in with a new head coach. They're starting a red shirt freshman at QB, and they're replacing a ton of starters on the on that defense. You know, it, it does help. I think that they're playing at home. They get that home field, you know, that's kind of why, atmosphere. That's why I got them picked. Um, but I, Dad talked about it. Louisiana bringing back so many starters. I think this one has upset written all over it. I think Louisiana, you know. We'll, we'll get get the W and, and obviously you know break cover cover that cover that spread. So. All right, all right, very yep. good. Hey, I'm going with Colton on this one. Louisiana returns almost everyone from a year ago that had an offense that averaged 423 yards and 34 points a game. Wow. I mean, they can move the ball, they can get it in the end zone. Uh, Texas, on the other hand, is replacing like I said their head coach, their quarterback, and odds point to them struggling a bit to start the season. I'm going with the upset here, taking Louisiana. All right, all right. Well, you know, and I almost picked an upset in that one too, but. The reason I didn't, 
because mm-hmm. I have the upset picked in this next game. All right, all right. What number you got? five Georgia versus number three Clemson. Okay. Um, Clemson's coming in as a you know three point favorite. Um, I got. I'm going to pick Georgia to upset this. Um, little stat here though, the last time Georgia had an opening season loss was or opening you know op- yeah first game loss in the opening of the season was 2013 mm-hmm. against Clemson. Mm-hmm. The last time Clemson had an opening game loss was in 2014 against Georgia. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, there's, there's some history with these two yeah. teams mm-hmm. here um, that Georgia had the best run defense in 2020. Uh, you know, Clemson's got a good D with a bunch of returning starters. And, but to me, I think um, that offensive line lets JT Daniels throw the ball deep. And I got Georgia picked in the upset in this game. All right. All right. Yeah, I think it's a pretty close one. Clemson favored by like three points or something like that. Um, but I think I think for me, you know, I, I went back and forth with this one all, all day. But then I kind of looked at the the injury reports and, and uh, Georgia's got a long list of, of potential players that could not play. And, and I'm not just talking players that, you know, are going to be the backups back. I mean, we're talking like legit starters that may not play. Um, well, but I heard that was a little bit of gamemanship could, too. Could be, could be a little bit of, you know, psyching them out here. But, uh, they yeah. Didn't re- they didn't release a depth chart. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, there's a little bit of game, little game play. playing there. Yeah. Game yeah, but, before the game. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the guys on that potential, you know, potentially not playing, uh, star wide receiver George Pickens, um, ace kind of still maybe recovering from an ACL injury. Um, DB Tyke Smith with a foot injury, uh, tight end Darnell Washington with a potential foot injury, and another wide receiver Eric Gilbert with personal reasons, you know, not not potentially playing. So for me, I I think if you know all those guys don't play or a handful of those guys don't play, I think that's too many guys that that are going to hurt Georgia not having there on the field early season. You you, you want to have your players out there to, to kind of get rid of those pregame jitters. Uh, I think Clemson, you know, at full strength, they're gonna they're gonna get the W and and, and cover the spread. I'll, I'll give you the first not so fast, my friend. <laughs> all right, all yeah, right. Georgia returns the bulk of their team from last season. Have the talented JT Daniels taking over at quarterback. Both these teams look to have great defenses, very good offenses. And I think the game's gonna come down to who can run the ball better. Uh, Georgia has the top run defense in the NCAA last year, and like I said, they're they're mostly all back this year, so I don't look for them to slow down. Clemson no longer has uh, Lawrence to fall back on at quarterback, and they also no longer have Travis Etienne to run the ball. I, I think Georgia, because of the running game, will be able to take the win here. You got right. two upsets picked, yeah. hey Matt. Yeah, right. yeah. very good. Hey, well, going out on a limb, then we'll we'll uh, try to keep track of this for you and see how we do uh, throughout the season here um, next year or uh, this coming year or next week. We'll see how we see how we stacked up against each other next week. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's about all we got for you tonight. Um, it was a pleasure. I, you know, like I said, I'm I'm pumped about the upcoming football season and college football. Yeah, and, football is back, baby, yeah. and, and and stadiums are going to be packed again. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be one for the one for the ages to see oh, that again. I think so. so I think you're right. So we'll let Cole, We'll let. Uh, I think we're going to try to come back at you at Wednesday night again next week, yeah, and uh, and um, you know we'll uh, we'll let Colton sign us out. Yeah, guys, we, you know, we thank, thanks for listening to Fired Up with your hosts, Colton Cal, The Chief Rob Cal, Matt Cordes. Uh, we, we hope you enjoyed, you know, our episode this week. Um, if you want to hear other topics for future episodes or, you know, just have a burning sports question, feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram. Um, at, our handle is firedup underscore podcast, or you can find us on Facebook if you just search for Fired Up comma sports podcast. Um, you can also head over to our website, which is firedup1.podbean.com to check out all of our past episodes and, and links to important information, you know, about the show. Um, you know, we, we thank you again for, for listening. And as always, stay, stay fired, fired up. up.